Welcome to Dad Up, the podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thanks for listening. I appreciate the feedback I've received about the show. I know many of you have reached out expressing an interest to be on the show. Uh, if you could, just be patient. I'll get to each one of you as soon as I can. However, if you're new to the show, uh, please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. And also, please make sure to rate the show and share it with others. It really goes a long way in the show continuing to gain momentum if you're out there sharing and talking about it. So I would appreciate if you could do that for me. Uh, my guest today on Dad Up is Brian Covey. Brian is a former professional soccer player, but now spends his days as one of the Southeast top mortgage professionals and sales coach. He's a regional vice president, production specialist, and sales expert for Loan Depot. He trains, coaches, and mentors others in his company to provide the best for their clients. Aside from his busy career, however, Brian is a devoted husband and family man with three kids. He cherishes his family time, especially the individual one-on-one time with each of his children. Time with his kids is so important that he's made it a point to even coach teams that they've participated in. So Brian is all in when it comes to spending that quality time with his family. I appreciate Brian talking with me on Dad Up. In our conversation, Brian speaks to the importance of spending that time with his kids. Please welcome Brian Covey to Dad Up. Thank you for joining me uh, on Dad Up. It's a podcast show uh, for dads, just kind of about their lives and, and the success that they're having, not only in their careers, but also in their family uh, life and also raising their kids. So I really appreciate you taking out the time to uh, chat with me just a few minutes um, about your about your life. Cool. Love well, awesome, the stuff. And love what you've been posting. Seems like we're following a lot of the same guys out there. So I'm sure there's a right. lot of congruence, a lot of, a lot of overlap in some of those right. areas. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's start with this, Brian. Why don't you, you know, for people that don't know who you are, tell me a little bit about your story. You're, tell me about your life, you know, uh, growing up and all that. Tell me a little bit about your what you're doing now and also uh, how many kids you have, their ages, that kind of stuff. Started in Memphis, Tennessee is where I was born. You know, one of those, I feel like, blessings in the sense of uh, my parents both came from, like, my dad was from Cheyenne, Wyoming, and my mom was from over in Tennessee, and they had met up almost uh, a little over 50 years ago. So we were talking about this the other day. Um, they're coming up on their 50-year anniversary in January. Wow. And, yeah. Cool. I've got one older brother who actually serves. He's a uh, pretty high-ranking police officer over in Memphis, and a great older brother, five years older than me. So grew up there in Memphis, and really, I was a sports kid. Um, probably kept me out of a ton of trouble. Um, quite honestly, um, thank goodness, because I probably was not the, the most straight and arrow um, kid growing up, got, got into my, my fair share of trouble. Thank goodness I had sports and great mentors and coaches and people around me, which is kind of what shaped me into the man and the guy in the day with my dad and uh, a lot of great coaches. But it, it's really where my passion has landed today, where I met my wife in Memphis right after college, and I had gone and played a little bit of pro soccer and was fortunate enough to play a little bit after college and came back to like a small group, uh, men's and, and also women's kind of Bible study and singles and young adults, college, all that stuff. And I was playing bass guitar and the band and all this stuff there. Oh, cool. So long story short, we met there and Nicole and I um, have been married around 18 years. We moved to Florida about, what was it, four years after we'd been married. We weren't able to have kids, unfortunately, at that time. And we were trying and going through all those struggles and things. Right. Good Florida, sure enough, 60 days later, God had a different plan. <laughs> we're pregnant for our first. And I'm like, oh, this is great. We're in Tampa, Florida. No family in, in sight. And then we're blessed again with our second child. So our first was a daughter, uh, Presley, and then Davis was born. 
right at uh, 18 and a half months later. So we realized after that, we got to get back to Tennessee. Uh, so that's where it brought us back here. We were then blessed with our third child, Henry, who uh, just turned four a few months ago. And so we've got a four-year-old, 11-year-old, and 12-and-a-half-year-old back in Nashville, Tennessee, and absolutely love it. So that's the condensed version of the ebbs and flows and life of, of how we've, we've landed here. So you, you essentially moved back to Tennessee be, just, just so you had that family support, right? That was it, yeah, with two kids and had an opportunity. I was with Wells Fargo, and there was an opportunity that came up, and I had told some of the, my bosses and folks, like, hey, guys, if anything comes up, I was like, can we, can we get a shot to move back to Tennessee? And we just felt like that was really more us and where we wanted to raise our kids. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, let me ask you this. I'm just curious. Just what made you move to Florida from Tennessee? Actually, relocation. I got a promotion. With, okay. uh, I, was with, I was with Wells Fargo for right, 13 years. Okay. Part of that corporate world, you know, is, is it time to, to get promoted or to, to advance right. your career? you got to relocate. And that's really what that one was. Right. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right, so you're so you're getting into starting to get into the uh, the teenage years with your kids, and you're you were in you were, you played sports. Now, what sports did you play? The soccer was the main one, and I played basketball up until my freshman year, and and I'm just shy of six feet, so I'm not I was not going to be a basketball player. Clearly, that was <laughs> that was not going to be my thing. And I did a little bit of football in middle school, but soccer was was where I found my passion and. Was really fortunate. I was actually um, played at some pretty high levels where I was on right. the Olympic, Olympic team and traveled. Was, was one of those guys like I, I just kind of found my niche. I had a great, great coach and, and a couple others with the Olympic Development Program that okay. I was exposed. At, at that point, where I realized, you know what? Like, not only do I love the sport and I love being part of the the team, but you know, w- was able to to have some success and get picked up. And I realized. Okay, if I'm getting picked up on the team, that means I'm good enough to keep playing. So I'm just going to keep doing that. So you didn't you didn't carry on with sports. Regional director at Lone Depot. Yeah, so regional vice president. I've got eight states, gosh, over 100 salespeople, a bunch of support and operations team members, and and we're growing. Been here a little over a year and a half, and just absolutely love it. So they're really in That's charge awesome. of everything. Yeah, recruiting, awesome. retention, coaching, business yeah. development. Um, the culture, running the P and L stuff, all that kind of behind scenes. But yeah, it's a team. You know, it's just a larger, right. just a larger sports team is the way I look at it. Right. Well, that's cool. That's cool. So you're having fun with it, and it sounds like they got the right guy for the job for sure. I love it. Yeah, they, they keep awesome. me around, and you know, you got you got to evolve with the team is what we actually. I was just finishing up a call with my um, my direct reports and my, and my guys that I, I was saying, you know, 2020 is going to be a year that we've all got to grow and expand our capacity to evolve because we'll all be leading teams bigger than anything we've led before if, right. if we if we hit our numbers next year which we will but it's like it's a really cool journey to be on together to, awesome. to grow yeah yeah it's awesome well, c- well congrats on that um all right so let's uh and let's kind of dive into the to the whole dad side of your life now what, yeah. what what do you enjoy most about being a dad it's funny when i got home last night you know flying back from california and you'll you'll get this is like coming back i was looking forward to in the morning literally seeing my kids and giving them a hug and just being with them and just that 
that, that spot in the morning where you're like, you know what, they get to start their day. I get to impact that, be there with them. And, and I love the coaching side with them too. Like I coached now all of them in sports at some time awesome. or another. Yeah. And I just, I find that part of it is I, I look back on my life and the biggest impact, you know, my dad, my mom being there, part of sports and coaches and, and being there with them. But I really find, you know, if you look in society, I mean, the numbers don't really lie about the, the high divorce rate. And then unfortunately, um, especially in the dad space, it, it, you can see dads that either they're there, but they're checked out or they've checked out completely. Right. And and, I, and I've just said, you know what, I'm not going to be that dad. And, and it, as much of a challenge as it is, and I feel like sometimes I fall short, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to show up. It's really a joy because I can see them developing, you know, getting close to the teenage years. But then I got a four-year-old. I, I'm trying to balance out all the different things. So I feel like I get to almost in a way relive some with my youngest, but then I'm treading new territory with my oldest, right. you know, and yeah, you're on, you're on all ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And then you get to learn from other, um, we have an all pro dads group here. And so oh, getting cool. to learn, learn from those guys and you know, just try to be the best dad that I can be. I, I think, you know, I look at it and my job's not necessarily to make sure my kids have, you know, um, all the things in the world and all those things I didn't have. I don't really have that going on. But I do want to provide them with, with an environment and, and a structure that you know, they're cared for and they know that they're loved and valued. And, you know, they kind of they find their purpose here and just enjoy life and they're, they're, they're good to other people, you know, and that's, right. that's it in a nutshell. That, that, uh, I totally agree with all that. Now, what now? Aside from that, what are the, some of the challenges you have as being, you know, being a dad? I mean, the first one's being here enough. You know, you always feel like it's right. never enough. I mean, literally, there's days I'll take off and I'll be here, you know, with them. And even over like Thanksgiving, right? And and I took off. We went down to Florida with the family, and I'm with them. And I think some of the challenges we face today is like actually being with them and like put the phone down, the electronics down, yeah. Engage engage in what's important to them. That's something I'm really learning right now is. Okay, like my daughter's on TikTok. So if I need to be on TikTok and, and doing these crazy videos and making a fool of myself to, to get FaceTime with you or get all your soccer games and all your practices as much as I can, right. I think it's really just time and then relating because they're all three so different. And I'm finding yes. it's a struggle because you, you go from one to the other, but then when they're all three together, you're trying to share your time. And so that's that's the balance that I would say is probably the biggest struggle is time and then connecting with each of them individually so they get their, their fair time, you know? It's hard to do, um, but, you know, honestly, it's become easier for us. Uh, you know, when we were kids, it was a little bit more challenging for our parents because they, we didn't have the access to, you know, the cell phones and things like that. But yeah. as technology advances, it's crazy how simple it is to interact with our children. Now, aside from that, you need that emotional connection too, right? You need to be able yeah. to you need to be able to have that face to face and that touching and that kind of stuff alongside of it. But if you're not, I mean, like you travel a lot. So, yeah. you know, you're not able to to be there all the time, but there are, I mean, FaceTime is awesome for that kind of stuff, you know? So, but you're right. It's a lot of dads face that. And, uh, and it's one of the things that, that I still challenge with. To, I have a challenge with today because my older son, he's in college now. So he's in Arizona. Wow. He, goes to Grand, he goes to Grand Canyon University. So I don't have that as much interaction with him face to face as I would like, but we still talk regularly. And, um, you know, he's still able to come home um, pretty often because he's only a few hours away. So he's able to drive home pretty often. So, um, but yeah, uh, not having that enough time is part of the challenge for sure. Yeah. Now, uh, aside from that, though, and 
what kind of what kind of ways did your life change when you became a dad? I think the number one thing is is realizing maybe how selfish I was before, right? When you right. you're you're doing everything for yourself, and then it's like you and your bride, and and I know we had so much time together, and then very quickly it was like I mean it just felt like it happened. As they say, we really experienced. You're never really ready, I think, for kids because it changes and everybody has a little bit different experience. But for us, just that balance of, you know, making sure we keep our, our marriage kind of as a priority within all of that. And then to, to be there for the kids as they grow up to the different stages. You know, and that's some of the changes. Even at that point in my career, I was traveling some, just balancing all those things out. Then you're balancing, you know, your faith and your fitness and all these different areas and making sure you're keeping your finances in order and then you're, you're planning for your kids to go to college and one day and like, wow, it just, it can get complex if you let it. Right. And I think that's where we've just tried to simplify where we can and, you know, don't always get it right. But I think that's where life changed and, and I'm right. forever grateful, but having three even uh, was a game changer because at that point, like we're at a room at the house, we needed to move to actually have a home that would uh, support the bigger family. For sure. And it just keeps, it's, it's a it's a journey. That's what I've kind of decided in that. It's a journey. There's no destination in this one. It's a journey along the way. We're learning and adapting as we can. It's funny. Uh, all the dads I interview, it's, it's it's that common denominator of, uh, I don't, it's no more me. It's no more me time. You know, it's no more, yeah. that, that, it's just me. It's it's now I have this individual I have to raise and help them grow and, and have the right love and nourishment that they're able to be a successful and productive member of society. But uh, yeah, no more me time. But you still have to take time out for yourself. You still have to take time out for you and your wife. Um, those are important, but for sure, the focus is really on the kids until they're until they're off the payroll, right? Yeah, agreed. <laughs> agreed. Now, uh, with, with your business and uh, you guys trying to make uh, family life uh, a priority, how do you guys handle the discipline side of it? Yeah, so we're different than each other, and we do, we do some good cop, bad cop from time to time. Right. Um, you know, but, you know, I think what we've tried to do is just align up on that. And it's like, hey, you know, Presley or Dave, it's like they, they need they need you to be the caring one. Okay, so you're going to be the disciplinary one. And I think having a strategy coming into it really makes sense. You're going into it together. Because I think if you both come in and you're both hard on them, that can backfire. And then, you know, if you're both too easy on them, that can backfire. And, you know, I was listening to um, a podcast the other day. And it was something that, that we both kind of learned as the kids are getting older, especially. When our kids are going through something that they're very emotional, right? Like we're disciplining them and they don't agree with whatever it is or it's time to go study or, or now putting up the phone for the night. When they're in an emotional state like that, you can't meet them at a point where we want to reason with them. And, and, right. and what they're saying, you can't meet them in that state. You, you have to wait. And we've learned right before bedtime is the real secret for us that we do this rosebud thorn before bed. And really my wife gets credit for that. And we'll ask them, what was the best part of your day? What was the challenge that you overcame or something that just didn't go well that day? Hey, what are you looking forward to most tomorrow about your day? Yeah. And I found, especially as they're getting older, they start to open up. In that time where it's quiet, they talk. And, right. That's and great. They may, they may open up to one of us and not the other. And we got to be there. Just, just be there. You know? Right. So that's some things we've kind of learned and that's realized. Cool. That's cool. That's a neat yeah. tactic. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. So you guys, uh, I mean, you guys, you guys do play good cop, bad cop, cop sometimes. Um, yep. You guys, I, I do the same thing. My wife and I do the same thing as well. My both my boys are grown. Um, both my boys are adults, but uh, um, you know, my younger son's eighteen. I, he's he's just barely an adult. But uh, yeah, 
you know, there's still that there's still that that fine line that they try to draw with us. Uh, even my older son being 21, um, but it's uh, you, you have to be on the same page though, for sure, right? I mean, you guys, right. if you lay down a certain a certain punishment, uh, your wife has to support it, or you have to support her. And uh, the, you know, there's been times where where my wife has had to kind of pull me aside and go, you know that maybe that punishment was a little too harsh. And if, if yeah. she can reason with me and, and explain to me why she felt it was too harsh for the, for our boys, then, you know, you can always change it up. But uh, yeah, you, for sure, you have to be on the same page. But, you know, they'll test us for sure. Both of yeah. us, right? That's a good way to say it, test. Right, yeah. yeah. Now, we were talking about, um, you know, the social media and how, how easy it is to, to kind of interact with our kids through social media. But... Um, you guys, your kids have social media. I'm, I'm probably the younger one doesn't, but the the, the older one does for sure. I, I would imagine. How do no. you um, how how do you uh, how do you manage that? Yes, yeah, so we put some time constraints on there, so we day and so that they take the phones to the schools now. Some of it's for, you know, just um, make sure we can get to them and security. Yeah. yeah, and and then we put limits on there, so they have to ask for permission for apps, ask for permission for extra time. And um, even yesterday, you know, there's a couple things that um, my daughter had requested extra time. So, of course, I called my wife. I'm out in California. I'm like, hey, did you approve this? Like, she's asking me. I want to make sure I'm not home. So, like, we just get on the same page with those things. So putting limits and controls, I think, has been really good. And really the only true social media has been TikTok, which kind of have mixed feelings on it a little bit. You know, I think right. it's been good from a, a personal development, like watching them come out of their comfort zone and try out the dances and and sing and watch that so i, I went and got my own tiktok account right so now i'm connected yeah i have one too I right one like, too. i'm like hey if you're going to do this i'm doing it with you right that's the <laughs> only way this game's going to work and if you're honest with me and open about what you're doing then i'm always going to be supportive i'm going to let you do some of these things but if i ever find that you're, you're crossing over and you go open one of those fake you know instagram accounts or you go open something without me knowing and i find out game over right, right. it's just there, there's there's no room for or margin for error on this, and it's been good. You know, right now, obviously she's young, so um, we're just trying to keep those just kind of relationships growing. But but I want her to see some things of like you're not always in the bubble and not always there. I'm like you know when she goes on a soccer tournament and every one of the girls on the team basically has a TikTok account and they're doing all these little dances and you know all this fun stuff. Right. I don't I don't want to be left out, but I want to you know be part of it, and I think. That's the, that's the switch is when I can be part of it and not be watching it from the sidelines. It's like, cool, I'll get in the game with you. And that way, right. you know, more, more part of it. That's it. Yeah, definitely the, the younger two do not have anything okay. yet. I think our, our middle, he probably will move to that at some point. I know he's asking. You know, he's like, Dad, I'm 11. <laughs> My friends, they, they've got the phones, Dad. You can get me one. <laughs> And you know, he's a different maturity level than my daughter was at 11. And so recognizing some of that, it's just, you know, it's not all about a number. It's about you. And when you're ready and you're mature and your grades are here and all this stuff, so he's striving for million word club again. And, you know, we put some things in there like, hey, let's accomplish these goals. If you do this and you show me responsible, we'll, we'll kind of, we'll put a, we'll put a foot into the game. And well, that's good. That sounds, that sounds like a fair trade then. Right. That's what that is. You can show me the discipline and commitment on the school and the, the education, then you've shown me that you're really committed to this. But just know there'll be rules, right? Like, right. you'll get a phone and get to run off with it. <laughs> like, we're not playing that game. 
Well, that that's uh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's funny. The one of the things that I had found with social media and my kid, my kids had phones when they were, I think they turned twelve when they got their phones. Um, but one of the things that I found is what kind of what kind of kids are they hanging out with? That's right. Um, because those kids will have the influence on what they really look at, to be honest. I mean, there's going to be some things that they'll, you know, may, may accidentally stumble across on the Internet or on, you know, through social media. But uh, what kind of what kind of friends do they have? Uh, obviously, their home life is good. So what kind of friends? Who, who are they hanging out with? Who are they talking to? That circle of influence there will certainly have an impact on what they do or, or not do on social media. Huge. I think. So, Huge, um, so that, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, what about now? You you grew up a uh, you said sort of a basketball player, but really a soccer player. Um, you're, and your you said your daughter plays soccer, right? She does. So yeah. what what if they wanted to follow in that footstep? What if they wanted to be a professional athlete? Yeah, my daughter may may go that route, and my youngest may go that route in soccer. Um, my daughter's actually playing travel, you know, competitive soccer. She's really good. Um, okay. You know, kind of. I tried to back off a little bit to not put the pressure when I was coaching her and just said, Hey, let's go do this. And now she's got phenomenal coaches. She's really grown and, you know, physically developed where she's able to compete and she just, she trains well. So it's up to her. We've gone to a couple college camps and she's mentioned, Hey, you know, I may want to go play soccer in college. And what's cool is she's got to meet some of the guys that I play ball with. And she awesome. sees that years later, dad has friendships and people, and I, and I make a point to tell her, you know, dad has these friendships, large part due to the time we spent together on the soccer field. And we right. became friends during that time. So don't ever take that for granted. Some of your best friends later in life could be people that you play ball with in high school and college. Absolutely. So she does it. Awesome. I mean, I would support it. And I've kind of moved more into the dad role, but she still comes to me, you know, obviously since I played and mm-hmm. she'll, she'll look for that. But, but I've tried to really listen and read up on the articles and the psychology of like I need to be dad when she wants to ask me about things we'll review tape what I have learned and and out of all the research and things I've looked is it's better for me to just say hey you know what I videoed a few um, spots in the game here do you want to watch that with me right watch it together I don't have to say anything you can see cool yeah that that kind of gave me a way to feel like, you know what, I'm I'm coaching and influencing her and giving her a chance to reflect back, but I don't have to tell her if she did something wrong. And so I've become more, not the overzealous cheerleader for her, but I make it a point to tell her, hey, you know, you made that play. That was awesome. I can tell you've been working on that, and that was really cool. That made a big difference in your team. Great job. Right. That's it. That's what she needed to hear from her dad. Not, right. That that has a much a much greater impact on her than hearing that from her coach, to be honest. Yes. If she I can tell when I say it to her, it's like, Wow, you saw that. Yeah, I did do well. Yeah, right. I was good. You know, and, and making sure she knows not only was that a good play for you, but here's what that did for the team. You know, and that was something I read up on was just when you can put it in that context, because I, I not only want her to become a great individual athlete, but she needs to become a great team player. Because one day she won't play sports. She'll be part of a team doing whatever that is. Yeah. And so yeah, just trying to, trying to balance those, but man, she sure is fun. It's almost like you can gamify a lot of this stuff and go, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was a, uh, I, I coached my boys uh, since they were four years old and 
Honestly, last year was my first year coaching high school basketball. Um, I was actually asked by the head coach to help out. And nice. uh, I, I had to check with my son because he was on the team. I said, hey, you know, the coach asked me to, to help him coach, to be his assistant coach. Are you good with that? And he goes, I don't care what you do. So I said, <laughs> okay. So I'm on board. So I, I, one of the things I love about coaching, though, is it just it gives me more time with my kids. You know, yeah. Uh, even at practices, all the practices, the games, I'm able to interact more with them being the coach. Now, you yeah. do face some struggles with that, too, from the discipline side. You know, sometimes my, my son thinking I'm his dad can kind of get a little mouthy with me, whereas he wouldn't get as mouthy with the head coach. Yeah. Um, so there, there's that there's that struggle. But I've managed that through the years. And like I said, I've coached them since they were four years old. So I've, I've learned how to control that. But uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I do. I do enjoy it. And, uh, you know, we'll see when he gets out of high school, or if I'm still coaching at the school or not. I, I hope to. I actually really enjoy it. But uh, yeah, it'll be hanging up, hanging up my dad coach uh, with oh. once he graduates high school. So, <laughs> and then, and then it's like, then what, you know, I'm like, hold on, right. are we going to coach other kids? What's going to go on here? Right. Right. So what, uh, what do you wish you knew before you had kids that you know now? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I think the area I'm always working on is, is just the patient and to realize that in that moment, almost like, I think there was a rule I saw the other day, like, Hey, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend five minutes on it. I think overreacting to stuff and, and making things bigger than they were. Um, you know, I spoke to my wife the other day about I think sometimes I'll fall susceptible to more worried about what other people might think about how I'm parenting or what my kids did versus, like, just loving them and being the best parent for them. And, like, right. oh, I need to discipline them because, well, you know, we, we can kind of set our own that's the way it should be. I think letting some of those external voices get inside, that's just a maturation process. I think it's maturing through there. But patience would probably be the number one thing. Is like, you know what? Don't overreact on the small stuff. You got a life ahead of you to live with your kids. And I mean, my dad did really well with that. Like, I know there were times I screwed up so bad that I'm sure he, he wanted to punish me much worse than he did. Mm-hmm. But just that calmness and that presence today still makes me like love being around them. You know, that's what you want. Patience for sure. And uh, like you said, it's, it's, it's short lived. In other words, it's, uh, it's, they grow up so fast that this time with them is short lived. I mean, so you really have to, you really have to have the patience and just enjoy what you, the time that you do have now, because um, when they're grown and out of the house and, and gone, you'll still have the interaction with them, but it won't be the same. And, and uh, yeah. so the, the taking advantage of, uh, the time you do have now, um, is, is important for sure. Um, yeah. what, uh, what do you think, uh, you know, for new dads out there or guys that are going to be, going to be dads soon, um, what, what kind of advice would you give them? I think the thing that I would share is really continuing to become a better leader and parent has a lot of overlap. So I think a lot of times, especially for men, we try to separate, you know, the leader we are in business versus the leader we are at home. Like that intentional congruence of, mm-hmm. I, I really believe, I've noticed that where, where things are aligned up and going well at home, they're going well at business. And, you know, for most of us, we're driven to, you know, grow these companies or grow these 
you know, successful places we think we got to provide. But then get it right at home first. Get get your home life right. And I think that starts with your spouse and and getting that piece right because that's the best gift you can give your kids is you know a safe environment, a trusting environment where where they can grow and become who they you know were intended to be. And and the other things will follow suit. Um, and the other I'd say is don't settle or compromise on your goals and those things. Like I've learned for me, for example. Like working out for me is really important, not just for me, but for my family. Like I need to be healthy for a long time and to be able to run at the pace that we need to, to, to do everything. And so I've shifted to, you know, 5, 15, 6 a.m. workouts where I can get there, get it in, get back home, help the kids get to school, and then go to work. And figuring out your schedule and your routines and making sure those things are a priority, once you get in those routines, I do think things become easier because that, that is, to me, I've learned – if I'm not working out and taking care of myself, I tend to eat worse, which is bad. Well, if I'm not eating well, then I'm not sleeping well. Well, if I'm not sleeping well, then I'm not my best each day. And it's a cycle, whereas the opposite's true. When you can get in a rhythm and align those up, I think you become a better parent. And your kids see that, and they watch you. They know. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Like, right. Dude, my four-year-old, it is hilarious. How Dad, you want to go work out? Or he'll see me when I've come home in the morning. And he's woken up before I've gotten home, and he's like, Dad, how'd you work out? He knows <laughs> taking care of ourselves is a priority. And so it seems subtle, but those are just little things. Man, that, that's what I would share. To a new no, you're, you know, right. Brian, you're absolutely right, right? I mean, it's, it's a matter of, you know, our kids do see everything. They know everything. They, I mean, they, they can understand more than we, than we give them credit for. Yeah. Even the, even as small as the interactions that you have with your spouse, they notice it. Yep. They can sense your mood. They can sense your the look on your face. They can sense your tension or <laughs> your body language. They can sense that, and that um, sticks with them. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. They they see everything. That's cool that he uh, that's cool that he's uh, noticing you working out and. Um, yeah, he, he starts to – he'll start – before long, he'll be uh, going to the gym with you, right? Uh, we got a little uh, kind of CrossFit-esque setup in the garage and kettlebells, dumbbells, wall balls, you know, rowers, salt bike, all this stuff. I mean, you better believe he's on that stuff, like trying to figure it out. We had to get <laughs> – That's cool. Get into the little equipment. And I think that's <laughs> the fun part is like, you know, that's something we can do together and and you can't really take that away. Yeah, start young. As they say, yeah. Yeah, before six, I think before six is what most I've seen research on. Just the brain is formed, and a lot of that personality starts to really be formed, and how they think and they act and they feel. And that would be my advice, right? Like, just be intentional about those things. That's cool. That's cool. All right, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna ask you one last question. It's, it's the, the trickiest question of them all. It's you know, it's kind of a question that I've had that I've kind of asked all the dads. Um, specifically this question, uh, just to kind of get them thinking a little bit. But if you had the secret sauce to raising kids, if you had that secret to raising good kids, and you had to share that secret with other dads, what do you think that secret would be? Ooh, that is a good one. So if I were to think back just through the times that were good and the times that you know, maybe didn't, uh, didn't go so well, um, I think as I look at my kids today, the patience piece comes to mind is 
just to be patient and realize that they're going through their own ebbs and flows and it's a journey for them. And they're looking for, especially the dad, to be consistent. And that consistency requires sacrifice and commitment. You got to be all in. Great answer. Great answer. Sacrifice and commitment for sure. For sure. That's, uh, yeah. that's, I mean, you're, uh, you're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head, Brian. You really did. Sacrifice and commitment for sure. You have to be yep. willing to, to put those two in play. If you, if you're not willing to do that, then, uh, you probably shouldn't, shouldn't be a dad. Yeah. Yeah. You won't be, yeah. you'll be what we, we call, you know, the, the all pro type dad that we all. Right. That's would, a, that's a cool community, dude. Also, dads, that's awesome. I'm so glad you guys are doing that. That's cool. That yeah, it's really a really cool. cool group. Yeah, man. They, thank goodness. We've only had it for a couple years. And when they started, I didn't really know much about it outside of Tony Dungy. And I was like, oh, we're going to have our own chapter, like, near? Like, at my kid's elementary school? Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Keep that up for sure. Keep that up. All right. Well, Brian, I'm going to let you uh, get on with your day. Again, I know you, you're a busy guy, and it's, um, we've been kind of uh, going back and forth trying to get the scheduling down right, but I do really, really greatly appreciate you taking the time uh, to chat with me on Dad Up. Um, I will, uh, I will uh, look forward to uh, hearing about you more in the future and what you're doing, and um, I'm certainly, certainly glad I have a new connection out there. And I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you're doing, and um, I wish you continued success not only in your career but also uh, being a dad. Likewise, Steve Ryan as well. And let me know once you get everything kind of squared away. I'd love to listen back to some of the content or grab some of it so you always learn from some of that. Awesome. All right. Take care, Brian. Thank you okay. very much. See you, Thank you again to Brian for talking with me on Dad Up. As you heard, Brian's very passionate about his kids and his family. He's proven to be a stand-up dad and represents the Dad Up community very well. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. And as I said before, please subscribe. The show is continuing to grow very quickly, but it's still important to share the show with other dads. There may be a dad out there that this show could really help, so make sure you share it with them. Each week, my schedule is filling up with guests, so please stay tuned for new episodes. Also, please make sure to rate the show and share the show with others. It would be awesome if you could do that for me. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for guests, or would like to be a guest yourself, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at Coach B. Ward. Or you can email me at dadaptribe at gmail.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thanks for listening. This is Dad Up.